morning to everybody. But Ezra Hashem, we're up to share number four twenty-four. We're learning today. Lefush lema muishin nechemya ben brana, lefush lema shmuel ben tehila, lefush lema tila dasa basilana. Okay, getting back to our malacha of lush. So we're in the middle of talking about the um, mixing two purely Finnish mixtures together. So I just wanted to mention, to to um, correct one thing. We mentioned last year in reference to mixing mayonnaise, ketchup, uh, vinegar. We didn't mention vinegar, but uh, with horseradish, I just want to, we should keep in mind that the horseradish we're talking about is fully processed horseradish. We're, we're, horseradish was already mixed with the vinegar, the, the, you know, the, the water, whatever it has to be done. Usually one gets regular, you know, ready-to-eat horseradish from the store. It's fully processed, fully finished, fully mixed, and, and so on. But if one has um, pure ground horseradish, for example, that was done, obviously, uh, before Rishabis, one cannot go take a grater and start grinding, uh, you know, grating horseradish, but it's fully ground from before. It's for pure ground horseradish. Obviously, that cannot be start. One cannot start mixing with the vinegars and everything, the mayonnaise, the some ice with that, unless they use all the shinuyim uh, that have to be done. Now, another thing I want to mention, and that is what we've been talking about, um, the Sefer Lamates Malachas does bring down again the same thing on page 534, that one may add mayonnaise to uh, ground horseradish, but again, when it's totally processed, uh, horseradish, he's, he's explaining horseradish, which was previously mixed with vinegar and all the other liquids, and it's a regular processed horseradish like we have, fully made, so... The same thing would apply for the other mixtures which we spoke about last year, and that is, um, well, for example, with the ketchup and, and the mayonnaise. We said also, one, when mixing it, they don't need the shinoi because of the fact that it, it does not fall under the category of lush, but one has to be careful to stir it, to mix it gently. However, they're mixing in the regular way, but mixing it gently and not vigorously. The problem is vigorously, we're not going to get into all the details of that, but vigorously uh, goes into a question of it looks like lush, and one has to be careful just to mix it gently and not very vigorously. So just to talk a minute about the vigorous part, mixing vigorously, the, um, again, it's a, it's, it, it looks like lush. It's, it's, there is su- such a thing when one mixes eggs vigorously. For example, let's say on Shabbos, nobody's cooking, obviously, but uh, it looks like one is mixing eggs to cook. And the same thing by lush. It's brought down like that in the Shulchan Aruch, but it brings down Rav Shemunayda on page uh, 238, even where, he says like this, even where there is no iser of lush, in some of the cases, in the cases we've been talking about the last year, this year, mixing vigorously is taker prohibited. You might not need a shinoi in certain cases, which the cases we've been talking about, but to do it vigorously, that is taker not allowed, where a thickened mixture emerges. Therefore, mixing wine with honey or pepper, okay, there's certain instances, again, where it is allowed not to mix it vigorously, but the lemaisa, he does bring down, however, stirring substances which dissolve. For example, you put one puts sugar into coffee, um, or or into coffee, or into tea, or uh, the xylitol, or the fake sugars they put into the. Uh coffee into tea. So that is not a problem and that will be allowed even to be mixed vigorously because that's not, there's no issues of lush bichlal. That doesn't even look like lush no matter what you're going to do. Um, the same thing would apply l'chayru. One puts, uh, for example, pieces of cookie uh, in a case where it's allowed into a coffee or a tea where it's either below Yad boy because that's a question of, uh, you know, baking. That's a question of cooking after baking. Bishel acharafia, to put cookies into a hot coffee or cookies into a tea. So in conjunction with the halach of Bishel, if it was done the right way, whether the coffee is or tea is below Yatsa lettuce by 
it already cooled down or it's in a klish lishi or the like, in which case it would be okay. So putting bits of uh, cookie or, or bits bits of cake or whatever, again, into a tea or into a coffee. A lot of people like to eat it like that. Um, that, again, is no issue of lush at all. And even mixing that a little bit vigorously, not so, you know, not so... Not so gently, so that those cases would not be a problem because Bichlal, there's no lush over there. It's only a question of whereby, I would, for example, like we said, the two mixtures together, even though they might not be lush in certain instances because they were already mixed from before, but not to do it vigorously, only gently. Even though there's no actual shinoi that's required over there. An interesting question comes up, especially now moving towards the summer months, people are outside, and that is... Um, as far as pouring water on a ground, now we're not talking about cement ground, we're talking about whereby it's either uh, sand or soil or the like. So when it's soil where things grow or, or something along those lines, like a field or the like, or grass, that one is not allowed to do. We're going to learn it in the halachas of Chayresh and Zereya, um, that's uh, the, the plowing and the planting and the like. Obviously, one is not allowed to plant, uh, one is not allowed to, uh, you know, pour water on, on plants or ground or the like for the planting purposes, but even just if one is washing, for example, they're washing outside in the grass, one has to be careful that's not allowed to be done on Shabbos either. It's a psikresha, obviously, but but Lemaisa, he brings down those Rav Shemanaida, that Lemaisa, even if it's, let's say one has just pure sand, let's say there's some sand or the like, or, or some dry earth with, with the fact that it's bichlal, nothing's growing over there, it's nothing, there's no issue of chayrish, it's a we'll give you, just give you an example, even pouring water over there, and not just, not on purpose, but one washes their hands over there, and the water's pouring over there, it's brought down, um, and many paiskim are, uh, say that should not be done also because of the fact that it's running into issues of lush. Just to read the Lushim from again, Rav Shemanaidi brings like this on page 239, pouring water onto earth or sand, even where the malacha of Chayresh or Zereya did not apply in those cases, which we said it's dead earth or whatever the case is, or it's pure sand, nothing's growing on regular sand. Um, so those Zereya and Chayresh would not apply over there, but the prohibition of Lush, according to many Paiskim, would apply. So one has to be careful that water, but not to pour water in those areas. So in general, it brings down, therefore, one should be careful not to wash one's hands over dry earth or sand. Besides the Zareya, like we said, or Chayrish issue, even that doesn't apply, one could be running into a Isser of Lush, according to many Shittas. Basically, if you remember, we learned it way back um, towards the beginning of Lush, when there's many instances whereby one just pours water, according to some sheetas in the Gemara, Lamaita, that uh, the, the, as soon as it goes on to the sand or the, or the dirt, it starts to become uh, one mass immediately. Again, there was a machlaikis, whatever the case is, but one should be careful uh, not to do that. Just to point out another thing, interesting, Rav Shemunayi brings down on page 237 that um, we spoke about last time one has uh, lettuce, radishes, cucumbers. And when they're not finely ground or they're not cut very small, they're cut into a little bit larger pieces. We said then that there is no lush. So he says, therefore, one may add vinegar or other liquids to lettuce, radishes, cucumbers, or other fruits and vegetables if they are not cut into very fine pieces because then lush does not apply. But I just want to point out one thing which he does mention. However, if vinegar is used... Many people put vinegar into these, um, into lettuce or the like, or cucumbers, radishes. So however vinegar is used, it should be added just before eating because of the question of ma'abed, which we're not going to get into obviously right now, but vinegar just should be used before eating. But again, with the larger pieces of whether it's the cucumbers, radishes, lettuce, all this stuff, one mixes in mayonnaise or ketchup or the like, all these things, bechlal is not lush, like we said, and no shinoi is required if it's larger pieces.
Just one last thing he brings down. Interesting, again, the same thing in conjunction with the cases we've been talking about. It does, again, Rav Shemanaida, that um, where chopped liver, chopped liver was mixed with oil or fat before Shabbos, so then mixing in ketchup on Shabbos would be allowed. Again, the chopped liver was mixed with the oils, the fats, all before Shabbos, and again, the, 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 the mixture was already done, it's already made, so then mixing in ketchup on Shabbos itself would be allowed. So brings down Rav Shemanaida on page 237. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening. Batzlocha Rabba Koltov.